Here by the Owl podcast is a podcast for owlets and wise owls alike. Join hosts Nikki Fiddle-Eye-Doll and Brianna Briegel along with rotating owls from across the country as they discuss what it takes to advise from time to time. Our podcast is fueled by the true knowledge from empowering agricultural education instructors and ripen with the wisdom you will never learn in a textbook. Welcome back to another episode of Here by the Owl podcast. Uh, today, it's just Brianna and I, uh, which is weird. I We haven't done one of these in a long time. Yeah, probably since you were here a couple, like, over... Has it been that long? There's break, I think. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. Well, today, you know, we're recording this November 15th. We have Thanksgiving and Christmas coming up, and... Uh, So we're going to share some great holiday lessons that you can incorporate into your classroom. We see this question asked a lot on Agate Discussion Lab um, and just through our state listserv and um, Facebook group as well about what things can be done. And Brianna has, she does a lot of really cool things and found a lot of great resources to share with you all today. So we're going to go through some of those. And, uh, but first we do want to, we do want to recognize that, you know, we have a diverse group of kids in our programs and to not emphasize Thanksgiving, do not emphasize Christmas, um, know your students because they're going to be, they're going to be students in your classroom, uh, in your school that don't uh, recognize those holidays and don't celebrate them. So you're going to want to make sure that you're being inclusive um, when implementing these uh, in your classroom. So uh, when, when we're going through these, if we say Christmas and Thanksgiving, know that a lot of these are pretty generic and you don't even have to bring up the holiday at all. And there's a ton of fun stuff. I, I love this list because I think there's a lot of cool things can, that can be done any time of the year. Um, so, uh, but we kind of have them grouped. So Brianna, let's start with some of the fun things you, you have for around the Thanksgiving, November, October time. Yeah. So I love doing holiday activities. I try to find one for almost every single holiday that I guess, like Nikki said, I would celebrate. Um, but maybe if you have a diverse program, you want to incorporate some of those other, those other holidays as well. Um, but I just think it's a really fun way to, especially right before break, you have students who are pretty antsy. We in North Dakota either have like the Monday, Tuesday of school and then the rest off for Thanksgiving or like I, and I think Nikki too, go Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday of Thanksgiving. And then we have Thanksgiving and, and, uh, no, I have Wednesday off. Well, you do this year. Okay. Yeah. It, it feels like I got a bonus. (laughs) Right. Well, I I know in a lot of States, they have the whole week off. Um, so my students are always, we need to go there. My students are always super amped, like right before break. So these are some fun activities that I like to do with them. So the first one is pumpkin pie in a bag. And I actually did this with my students, um, the Friday before Halloween, but you could definitely do it for Thanksgiving too. We linked a super easy recipe in the show notes. Like I could make it. So it's that easy. It's that easy. And (laughs) I would say about 90% of my students liked it and the other 10% didn't, but then they're like, well, I don't like normal pumpkin pie either. So, um, it's good. And 
it's super easy to make. It doesn't take that long. You can do it in one class period. You could even probably have your students do it at home too, following mm-hmm. along with you if you send things home. It was cheap. I was able to buy like the ingredients for all of my classes for like around a hundred bucks. So, um, and that's like 200 kids. So keep that in mind too. Um, so yeah, that's the first one. Um, the second one on the Dirty Jobs website, or you can find them on YouTube, I think for like 99 cents. There are both a turkey farmer and a cranberry farmer, Dirty Jobs. And those are both really fun. They show like how they AI turkeys, which the kids always really love. Nikki, have you showed either of those in your classes at all? Or have The you cranberry farmer one for sure, uh, because we toured a cranberry farm on the way to national convention a handful of years ago. So when we came back, and we, we shared that and then shared some videos and pictures from our trip, uh, which was really cool. Yeah, so those are just kind of some fun, um, I guess, videos to incorporate with it. Um, the next one is actually on Teacher Pay Teachers from Sarah Nurswick, Egg Teacher How To's. And we linked the direct link on how to get to, to that activity as well. Um, but that was a popular one last year. And I think she has it for sale for like $2 or something like that. And essentially students like draw out a plate of everything that they would eat for Thanksgiving. Um, or it, maybe you just have them do a normal family meal too. And then they talk about like how that gets to their plate from the farmer and the different, um, the different like inputs that are required to get to that to their plate, I guess, if that makes sense. And that could be done easily anytime in the year, especially when you're starting to talk about, you know, commodities and where they're coming from. Um, Just a really cool thing for them to take, you know, that maybe that paper plate home and they map that out uh, of their meal that night uh, and and showcase where those things um, come from and really get your kids thinking about you know, how grateful they should be uh, about the food that they have. And if you're worried about them going home and maybe they're not going to have, you know, um, a fancy meal and then, you know, some kids talking about their fancy meal versus some kids who don't have a fancy meal, you could always do your lunch um, that day at school. So then everybody is, um, would be similar. Yeah, that's a good idea too. But I just really like that activity because it, it's something like you said you can be done at any time with any class really you could do it with your intro mm-hmm. kids and start talking about agriculture or your more advanced kids and be more in depth with that um the next one is kind of similar but i found it on and I, i've used it a couple times i found it on communities of practice actually and essentially same thing you're mapping your thanksgiving meal or any meal and then you are tracking how many miles, like you're basically find, having students find the top producing state for turkey or for potatoes or whatever, whatever that food is. And then at the end, they're tracking like how many miles that has to travel to get to their plate. So the same kind of concept, but you're having them actually do it on like a US map. That's cool. I like the next one. Like, I think this is the one I'm gonna do. So I've never done this one before and I haven't really found it anywhere, but I was just thinking of like fun Thanksgiving activities. 
and I thought of designing a Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade float and now it's canceled this year so that's super disappointing but maybe you incorporate that in your classroom you talk about like it's canceled this year but they still are wanting us to design a float for our own Thanksgiving Day Parade and you kind of um, amp it up that way. Nikki how do you see yourself? I don't I think I might have like some sort of uh, scenario yeah you know, the, the Macy's Day Parade is canceled, uh, but they're still giving out a grand prize to the best float uh, contestants uh, and groups are to design their best Macy's Day flo uh, float uh, for their virtual parade. Uh, the pictures will be uh, run through a virtual uh, setting and judges, uh, celebrity judges will be judging them and a grand prize winner uh, will be crowned uh, and so just something fun and have them, I don't know, maybe have some, some things that they have to include, uh, you know, must, must include your state bird must include, you know, so maybe some fun things uh, to represent North Dakota or represent agriculture, um, just to uh, challenge them a little bit. I think it would be cool to like sketch it out, but also like to do like a mini, like in a shoebox kind of thing mm, where they mm -hmm. like make a 3D. Yes. Um, like float out of it. And they can all be in these little shoeboxes for the floats. Um, you could also, I mean, maybe in your horticulture class or if you do floral design, like talk about, like it has to include. Oh um, yeah. And how you would have those arranged. And maybe try to calculate an estimated cost of that I don't know something yeah that would be I think idea. that sounds like fun and if if you don't want to do it for Macy's Day Parade maybe you you know maybe your community has some sort of parade that you just modify the scenario and the story uh, to match yeah. my hometown growing up they always did a, a holiday parade and for our FFA chapter we always had a parade so maybe it's something for that around the holiday season would be kind of cool too. And I think uh, there's probably ways to do it digitally too. So if your kids are virtual, um, you know, maybe they create a, a digital version or sketch it out and take a picture. So right. lots of um, lots of possibilities. Maybe you say you have to create it at home using garbage, you know, newspapers, paper plates, plastic forks, like it can't be uh, anything fancy just things they find around the house yeah that would be cool too maybe use it as a social media contest where the most likes gets a chapter t-shirt or yeah you know. it could be an ffa activity even yeah for sure um okay so rounding out our thanksgiving activities um we have in the show notes a thanksgiving web quest so that's obviously a really good one to do virtually students just have to look up um, different things about Thanksgiving on the website and then research about it and then answering the questions. So that one's a pretty easy one, like I said, to do hybrid or virtual, um, depending on what kind of setting you're in. And it's kind of a, a grab and go. I found that one on Communities of Practice as well. So that's all that we have for our Thanksgiving ones, but moving on to like winter or Christmas or holiday, however you want to preface that with your students. Using um, winter loosely for some of you people listening. Right, we've been in winter since like the middle of October, but 
Yeah. And if you need to get in the spirit, you're welcome to come visit. Um, wait about a month and we'll be in the prime winter mode. The prime doesn't get above zero degrees for three months. Just, I can't wait. <laughs> okay. Uh, Tell us about the cookie ones. That's what I'm excited for. Right. <laughs> so the first one is um, a cookie company project. So I found this on Aga Discussion Lab and I kind of modified it for, um, to fit like Christmas cookies or holiday cookies. Um, so my students, I've used this, I think once or twice. My students all had their own cookie company and they, I let them partner up or do groups of three and they had to come up with like a company name. So it was essentially product development, company name, um, package design, the design for their cookies and all of that. And then they actually got to make Christmas cookies and decorate them. And then they had to like present their um, product development to the class. And we had some like celebrity judges come in to judge those as well. But the kids really loved it because they got to make cookies in class and eat them. But I will say that document that I found on Aga Discussion Lab has great like step-by-step -step rubrics and grading. There's like a group evaluation form with it. There's um, basically you take it and the student, like you could give it to the students tomorrow and they would be able to do it. It's so detailed. The students know exactly what they're supposed to do. Each step is laid out for points and all of that. So that's what I really like about that one. And if you're listening to this on your drive to school, no one's judging you if you get there and print it off and do it today. Right. Might. <laughs> might be my plan. I think, right. Um, I think it would be really cool to do like a joint lesson. You know, if you have a cooking class, uh, facts class uh, in your school to do something cross-curricular with that group. Yeah, definitely. And a lot of my students did like the tra traditional sugar cookie and then they just decorated it differently, but maybe it's something where kids have to come up with their own recipe too, and you can incorporate it that way. And maybe you put a spin on it and it's holiday dog biscuits that they make. Right. Yeah. If you have like a vet science class or an animal science class, for sure. Mm -hmm. um, so the next one is kind of similar, but essentially students would just be challenged to make holiday cookies, sugar cookies, whatever kind you want them to do with um, different flowers or sugar substitutes um, like in a food science class or if you were teaching about food science. So it's just kind of a spin on the like food science experiments with like I said different types of flowers, sugar substitutes, all of that kind of stuff. Well and I think it'd be fun um, to start with you know, one recipe and tell the kids you've changed one ingredient and eat in each group's recipe and don't tell them what the original recipe was. We did that with baking soda or flour. I never really know the difference. I don't remember. Uh, I never bake. So that's why the kids baked anyway. Uh, and so then afterwards they taste tested all of the different cookies and tried to guess which one was the original recipe. And then they voted and we made like a human bar graph on the floor in our multi and uh, they got it oh, wrong. 
like the one that they liked yes they they were like this one's so good they would they voted that they would change the recipe to that I don't remember how much it was but so you could do you could do something similar like that yeah that's crazy though that they picked the other one I don't I think it was more it was whatever ingredient it was it had more of it and they loved okay. it um, and then the next one, like with cookies, as you can tell, when I was making this list, I was hungry. Um, but <laughs> I thought of, and I haven't done this before, but I've seen it on the egg and discussion lab, like decorating. So getting cookie cutters of different animals, like cows, sheep could do cats and dogs as well. And then students have to decorate them like certain breeds. So, you know, if I had an, a black Angus cow, it would be all mm-hmm. black and then you know challenging them maybe it's a couple and then to go along with that maybe you have them research about the breed and do like a you know a presentation on that breed along with the cookie if you want to include more content with right yeah maybe you do maybe you mash up the decorate different breeds project with the cookie company project and they create their cookie cookie company and maybe they're the next day they come to class, you l- let them know that their cookie company was chosen by, um, I don't know, some, who's a fancy baker? <laughs> I don't know. What's a cooking show? See, I'd have to look up these things. Like, well, there's like, what's that Christmas one? I don't, I don't know. I don't watch cooking shows. Well, anyway, um, you could tell them like, hey, your cookie company has been chosen to be on, insert fancy cookie company name that or I mean fancy tv cooking show name and then their first challenge is to create a a set of breed cookies so maybe they have to create a set of I don't know maybe you do the paper lottery um activity we've talked about where it's a crumble up pieces of paper in a bucket or a laundry basket and you have chicken and cow and pig and whatever and they draw that out and that's what their group has to create and they have to maybe create a set of four that includes like little descriptions or something so um I like that a lot might be one of my activities for Christmas too you're welcome (laughs) right maybe do some research about the actual cookie what's the cooking show it's gonna drive me nuts well, there's like chopped. I mean, well, that's not really... what we want, though, right? Right. Like, there's like the Brit- Great American Baking Challenge, but there's also a British one that people are obsessed with. I don't know. Well, anyways, <laughs> moving on. We maybe degressed. Like cupcake wars, but not cupcakes. Christmas cookie challenge. Is that what it is? Probably. I'm sure. Th- everyone listening to this is like shouting it at us right now in their car yeah well or they've like fast forwarded it (laughs) (laughs) whatever you can make up your own name for this right okay so um also another one pretty you know self-explanatory but like letting the students like make obviously like christmas presents or holiday presents for their family members so um, I'll share a couple of pictures. Um, one North Dakota egg teacher, Miss, Misty Steak, 
she shared pictures of like a wooden sled that her students make. And it's a really basic wood project, but I mean, there's tons of different like projects out there that maybe your students would be interested in making, um, but just something kind of fun to incorporate too. And, you know, maybe you can have, have two weeks to make it or something like that. Yeah, that's fun. And it gets them out moving something different. Maybe you have a choice board of what, what different projects are. So when you're out there, they can choose one from a list. And so everybody's doing a little something different. They can, if you have a laser engraver, vinyl cutter, uh, hand wood burning, something like that, you know, maybe they can personalize some of those things and put their own finishing touches on them. Right. Um, so one that I did last year because Bailey Habaker from North Dakota shared about it was we watched an episode of Making It and it's on Netflix, I believe. It's with Nick Offerman and Amy Poehler. So if you are a, a fan of Parks and Rec, um, they're on that show and they, they have challenges that they have people come in and make different like projects. So I had all my students watch that and then I set it up with, they were on an episode of making it and they only had two days. So I like kind of counted it down, made it all fun. Like you have 30 minutes remaining, just like all of those shows. Oh, do. so fun. Yeah. So then we used scrap wood in the shop and it was like a scrap wood challenge, which we had tons of scrap wood. So it was fun. And the kids all had to make a holiday themed um, decoration and my students came up with some like super awesome things and then we had like a share contest on our social media so Instagram and Facebook but the kids got super into it I did with with both freshmen and sophomores and like I said they made some really cool things but Bailey had like a a fire that I, we've included in the show notes that she had her students like follow along with that's fun and you could do that anytime and maybe you say like must make a, I don't know, a decoration for a home, you know, something so it's small. Uh, so it doesn't even have to be a holiday. Right. And I think like one way too, like if you're thinking like, I don't have any scrap wood or I don't have a shop, like pallets, pat, like mm-hmm. maybe the challenge to make a decoration or a gift for someone out of pallet wood. And they only, they each get one pallet and sure. that's how we have to make it so yeah that was kind of one that was kind of fun I like tried to line it up so it was like right before break because uh, once again my students were like really antsy so something fun to do um there is also a Christmas traveling map that kind of is exactly like the Thanksgiving one except for it's Christmas themed um that we've linked as well so basically how all the food gets to their plate that they would eat on Christmas um I've also in my botany class done and I'm sure a lot of people do but done like holiday arrangements and I used a lot of like rather than using flowers because flowers get expensive and I guess I could have done fake flowers too but I had them use more like I got ornaments and I got like some garland and um holiday themed stuff from Hobby Lobby and they all had to make their arrangement out of that but it was pretty cheap I think each kid I spent around like $5 for each of them. So that was a fun way to incorporate that as well. That's cool. Have you ever done any like arrangements or anything like that, Nikki? 
No, I need to do more of that. That is not my forte. Somebody listening, if you're an expert, you need to just call me up and help me. Um, so the I next- was just impressed today that my plants are growing in my <laughs> grow tower. So one step at a time. Now watch tomorrow. I'll go there and they won't be. No kidding. Yeah, they'll, they'll <laughs> or something. Um, the next one. So I've done ice cream in a bag before. I linked an activity to make ice cream in a bag. I also talk about like the chemistry behind ice cream. And I've done it too before where we've done experiments and like taste tests with making ice cream with like 2% milk, whole milk, half and half, heavy whipping cream. And then we like look at cost analysis and have like a, like I said, a taste test to see which one we prefer. Um, But I remember back when I was in 4-H, we made ice cream with snow. And so I thought that was kind of fun. No, (laughs) we made sure we picked clean snow. Um, (laughs) Okay. I feel like people should melt the snow and do water quality tests first and then decide, should we make? I'm still alive. All of us That's true. I'm sure it was delicious. But it was. And so, yeah, if you're in a, a place like us where it snows, Maybe you have a, a clean area of snow you can get and make ice cream <laughs> out of that, that way too. But no, my kids really love making ice cream in a bag. And I've, like I said, incorporated like different um, content into it as well. Well, and when I went through um, National AgriScience Teacher Ambassador training, did you do this lab, the ice cream lab? No. Oh my gosh. So we did ice cream in a bag, but they they basically let it was very inquiry they they basically (laughs) let us loose they said here are all the supplies we have for you they had now keep in mind I also don't I had never made ice cream in a bag until that day because I don't cook or bake or combine ingredients to make something edible so my poor group Uh, but right because you need salt that's something in there yeah so they had like different salts and vanilla and all the good stuff right but they said you you have to use your own recipe and yeah so everybody was doing something different but the goal was to have like the best the best ice cream and it was it was chaos but everybody's running around trying to make this ice cream really good using different like amounts of vanilla and like all the things. And I just remember shaking that stinking bag thinking, let's just go buy ice cream. (laughs) But the whole premise, like it was so fun, so competitive. And that was a blast. Uh, So if you want to include a little inquiry, you know, have them kind of choose their own, uh, you know, have them edit the recipe to add something uh, to that uh, and put a little spin on it. Well, and you could even bring in like chocolate sauce and caramel and candy bars and, you know, like all oh, these yeah. things to make their own. Um, I will say one thing you maybe want to tell your students, because I give my students a recipe, but I love the inquiry one. And I think next time I, I make it, I'm going to do that. Um, but th- when I give my students the recipe, they always, always one group puts the salt in the bag with the ice cream. Like then they have salty ice cream. So <laughs> 
you always that would be me that with inquiry like if you're doing an inquiry based like the one hint I'm going to tell you is the salt needs to go in with the ice in yeah. the other bag like yeah I'll have to go look and find my resources for that but it was so fun and thankfully I had group members that had made ice cream in a bag before so. I was gonna say I think I have the ice cream in a bag recipe memorized at this point because I've done it that's so many ridiculous times. with the kids like every year they're like can we make it again like even though they've made it the year before so that's fun and maybe I don't know maybe you incorporate some packaging stuff and they can design you know what the container that their ice cream would go in if if you weren't going to eat it immediately yeah well and I think too you could talk about like like I've always done like I said like one percent two percent skim whole milk like dairy products but what if you tried making it like a non-dairy ice cream mm. and incorporating that into that because that's become more and more like popular nowadays too is like dairy free or you know soy ice cream or something like that and how that would taste um okay so the next one is another cookie research but I found this on the communities of practice as well and students are picking one cookie and so some of the examples animal crackers um, fortune cookies chocolate chip cookies girl scout cookies and they have to research about that and create like a fact sheet. So they have to list the, the history of it, recipes for that cookie, and then any interesting facts. So you could even include that in with like your cookie company. That's what they have to include mm-hmm. in there to a sheet yeah. about the history. That'd make it. a fun first like couple days of school activity. Yeah. Well, the last two... Uh, I'm excited about I think I think the candy chemistry would be perfect in food science I'm I'm I think we're saving the best one for last though yeah so just kind of touching on the candy chemistry I've done this with my food science class the last two years Um, I don't have a food science class this year but I might incorporate that into like my eighth graders or something like that maybe my freshman but we've made candy so we've made like caramel fudge like some hard candy, trying to think of some of the other rock candy. There's like several different things in there um, that you can make. And a lot of them have the same ingredients. So the students are super surprised. And it's all about like the chemistry behind the candy and how it's made. And then also like that fudge and caramel have a lot of the same ingredients, but they taste totally different because they're heated to different temperatures. And um, the students are always really interested in that. And um, it takes a few days, especially if you have 50 minute class periods like I do now, but it's still really fun to do and to get to try out different candies. And a lot of my students like the fudge recipe that's included in there, they take it home with them and use it with their holiday baking because it's so good. So definitely recommend doing at least one of those with your class. I would need constant supervision if I did this lab. Well, it's so touchy too, especially the caramel. Like if you oh don't do gosh. it to the right temperature and exactly right, it doesn't turn out. I can barely melt almond bark in the microwave. So I maybe won't do this one. Or maybe I'll ask our facts teacher and maybe we can tag team that so I can basically learn from her. Right. Yeah, that'd be another fun cross curricular one for sure. 
Okay, the last one I'm so excited for. So, Nikki, what is the last one you can share about it? Since it's kind of, we both learned about well, it. Well, you share about it, but I'm just so, ex- I'm so excited. Uh, it's the gingerbread house landscaping. And this is a creation from three of our favorite people, Tony Bame, William Fritz, and Tam Maddock. And they're just fabulous people. But I don't know. This activity is so cool. Um, And I've seen pictures of their creations and they're magical. And I don't do landscaping because I'm very intimidated by it, but I, I just might do it now. Right. It's so cool. Like Tam was talking about it this summer because she designed it this summer with them. And she was showing us pictures of the ones that she came up with this summer and it's like amazing. Mm-hmm. So essentially they take like a gingerbread house and she did it with her classes. If you want to see the pictures, go follow central cast FFA on Facebook. She posted them on there and she's also posting a ton of cool things she's doing, but, and then she has her students. So it's a gingerbread house and she has them landscape around the gingerbread house and they turned out so good you like picture like us talking about it doesn't do it justice like they you because they had to pick right they had to pick different things that they wanted so gumdrops represented maybe like a certain type of bush or like something um and then they made this and they had to draw it out too they had a ton of other things but they oh my gosh you guys these creations are beautiful like if there is a gingerbread house contest locally like those kids should have won. Yeah, seriously though, when she posted about it, because I think every time we like come up with this cool activity for our kids, we always like think it's gonna, or not always, but sometimes think it's gonna turn out better than it actually does. Mm-hmm. You know, like kids don't wanna do it or they're not that, you know, they don't end up being that creative or whatever. And you get like two good ones and then the rest are like, okay. But all of them, like every mm-hmm. single one of them, she posted like turned out amazing we're hoping we have to maybe pull some pull some arms but we're hoping they're going to come on and talk about it more in detail but it is it is awesome uh one thing that i can contribute to this though uh is if you don't want to because they bought the gingerbread houses right the like pre-made things if you don't want to buy them and you want to maybe do something different I saw somebody use Pop-Tarts the other day. Oh. And so they just cut, you know, Pop-Tarts to make a little house. So uh, if you wanted to just use Pop-Tarts, um, you could use that too. It's a good idea. So Well, and I think like for the one that Tam did as her example, I want to say she found a plastic house, like a plastic ginger. Oh, house yes. On. Yes, she did. Reuse it. And like that way she has it forever as her example, right? I believe, well, I don't know if she was saving the whole, saving the whole landscape as her example, but she had that plastic house that she could then reuse. Okay. I don't know. See, Tam, William, Tony, you're listening. You're going to be on the podcast to talk about this amazing activity. Uh, But that's our list of awesome things. Uh, I, I know that there's more out there. Uh, check Agate Discussion Lab, uh, Pinterest, um, 
NAE can use a practice. There's so many great things out there uh, that you can use around the holiday times or just use throughout the year uh, and make learning fun and magical for your kids. We have linked all of this stuff in our show notes. So make sure you reference that. And if you have questions, feel free to reach out. But uh, we would love if you could follow Here by the All podcast on Facebook and Instagram and make sure you go rate and review our podcast on Apple Podcasts. If you have a future topic idea or want to be a guest, please reach out to us. We would love to have you and uh, we appreciate you listening.